Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another wonderful program. Um, We got a great episode uh, coming up for you right now. You may have heard of this guy. Forbes just listed him as the most successful comedian, I think, of all time. It's Russell Peters. People, this guy has set records, attendance records, for a comedian's performance of all time, uh, selling out the Toronto's Air Canada Center. Uh, in 2009, he set a sales record in London for the most tickets sold for a stand-up show. And in 2010, he set a record for attracting the largest audience in Australia for a stand-up comedy show. This guy kills it on all levels. He's a great dude. He's been doing stand-up 25 years. Um, he's known for being a global comic. He's huge in Bombay, India, in Dubai, in Sri Lanka, in Singapore, in Chile, in Korea. He's about to go to the Philippines for the first time. This motherfucker... His comedy translates globally, and uh, people say he's not big in the States, but that's not true. He just sold the Barclays Center in New Jersey, and he's about to go on another U.S. tour, um, and he was kind enough to let us come to his green room after the first of a week-long show run at the Ontario Improv, and uh, we got a nice little raw, in-depth interview with him right after he got off stage. And of course, you can hear all the episodes of the About Last Night podcast on our website, aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Uh, you can hear past guests like Bob Saget, Kevin Nealon, Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Dane Cook, Whitney Cummings, Jaleel White, Harlan Williams, the cast of Workaholics. The hits keep coming. We got more amazing guests coming up. Emil Hirsch, who's about to play John Belushi in the biopic based on his life. Uh, Adam Carolla, Melissa McCarthy. Working on some other big ones that I can't say because I don't want to jinx them. Uh, but we know you guys are going to enjoy. And we love that you rate and subscribe. Comment on the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. All that shit helps. We love that you guys uh, tweeted us. Hashtag about last night. Um, all the interactions uh, with you, the viewers, uh, makes it fun to do. And uh, and we got some great shows coming your way. So uh, continue to listen. Pass on the website aboutlastnightpodcast.com. And when you shop on Amazon, hey, go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com. There's an Amazon banner there. Click on that banner. Give us a couple coins. We get a couple coins from you shopping on Amazon through our website aboutlastnightpodcast.com. And guess what? We can collect coins and get so many coins that we can put a bunch of coins into a vault and eventually swim in them like Scrooge McDuck. Because, hey, let's all be honest, at the end of the day, that's all we really want. Now, of course, Brad and I are on the road. Uh, Brad on Twitter at FunnyBrad. His tour dates at bradwilliamscomedy.com. That little guy is going to be at the Comedy Club on State March 27th through the 29th in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I just had a stroke. Uh, April 3rd through the 6th, Brad's going to be at the Improv in Tampa. And April 11th and 12th, Brad will be at Aces Comedy Club in Murrieta, California. So uh, check out Brad at those comedy clubs. I am on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. My website, AdamRayTV.com, is where you can find all my tour dates. Uh, and of course, pick up my new album, Pop Tart Suicide, that just dropped on iTunes. Uh, it's a great album. I record at the Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. Very proud of it. There's a little bonus song on there, too. Um, I think you're really going to dig it. And of course, uh, I will be at the Big Sky Comedy Club in Missoula, Montana, April 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'll be headlining the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California, April 9th at 8 p.m. 
the Fox Theater. I'll be headlining in Centralia, Washington, April 12th. April 16th, I'll be headlining the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. And of course, April 21st through the 27th, I'm headlining the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas at the Tropicana Casino. So fired up. My name is going to be in lights. It's amazing. Come out for a week of drinking comedy and craziness because you know what happens in Vegas? Stays in Vegas. So, don't know who that was. And my Craig Ferguson uh, appearance has a date. It is April 10th, 12.35 a.m. Craig Ferguson, CBS. The guest that night is Morgan Freeman. And that's going to be incredible. Craig Ferguson, Morgan Freeman, and the comedy of Adam Ray. I wish I could tell you that episode would not be incredible. But it's going to be incredible. Pick up his album, Pop-Tart Suicide. Ferguson says my album... On the show, Pop Dad Suicide, which is amazing. Uh, I wish, I wish Morgan Freeman would say it. That would be, I mean, that's, I don't, you know, I don't have a bucket list yet, but I think when I do, that's going to be it. Um, again, subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Tell your friends. Pass on the links. Tell them how great the show is. Tell them how great our guests are. Tell them how short Brad is. Tell them how Jewish Adam is. Uh, tell them to go see us live. Tell them our websites. But for now, shut up so that you can listen to an amazing episode of the About Last Night podcast with Mr. Russell Peters. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our no podcast. See we, no- see, we normally like just start talking and we don't really have like a bona fide intro, it. so we're not quite sure, because now, now we have an audience back here. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, let's say we're live at the Ontario Improv. We are. Which is, a, which is a big deal. It's also a big deal because I think our guest is doing 52 shows this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that how many? Uh, we're starting on Tuesday because you're, you just told us you're a judge on Last Comic Standing. <clears throat> it's true, I am. Uh, Are you? <laughs> do you want to? I sure hope this, uh, this information it? gets out before this <laughs> podcast does. Are you excited about that? I'm very excited yeah. about that. Uh, do you know who the other judges are with you? I do. Um, Keenan Ivory Wayans. That's incredible. And Roseanne. No kidding. Wow. So I'm kind of the low man on the totem pole, really. <sighs> well, in whose eyes? They both have. Yeah, uh, accor- well, Keenan had a, uh, a groundbreaking television show in the sure. 89, 90. Yeah. And Roseanne had a hit sitcom in the 90s when it mattered. And you sold out the continent of Australia. That's fine. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I still don't have the uh, cachet that they have. Well, I mean, that's going to be awesome though, because so many uh, comics look up to you. And now you'll get to face-to-face uh, drop some... Uh, that's the funny thing is I think I know a bunch of the comics on the show. <clears throat> so it's kind of a... Geraldo mentioned about that being kind of weird. He was like, he couldn't be mean, he said, because he's like, I know like almost all of these guys, and I can't tell them, like, you know, really yeah. give them harsh criticism, but you'll find a way. Yeah, I, I know. I mean... What are you going to tell Brad when he shows up? Are you on it? <laughs> You're too small, oh, God, kid. No. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, not enough forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're... Hey, oh, you oh, only did it four minutes. <laughs> you went short. Or... <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, you have to watch. I can't say that in front of Brad. <laughs> 
No, but, but that's got that's got to be a trip when you when when you when you know the comics and you know their act and you've seen you you've seen them kill you you know you know what they're capable of and now you got a producer going tell me sucks or tell me no never that's make the good it. thing they've but, ma- they've made it a point to let us know that they want us to encourage the comics mm-hmm. and that's you know that's good news yeah. they they don't want it to be a shit show they want it to be a good show there you go now uh, you just got done doing a show at the Ontario Improv. And uh, but you don't normally do clubs like but you're doing this to like get the get the new act together. Yeah, I always go club runs mm-hmm. when I'm writing a new act. So and I write I don't physically write anything. I don't sit down and write. I'm too lazy for that. So I you were just saying you write on stage a lot. Yeah, I write on stage. And that's how I come up with like the stuff you heard me do tonight was all over the past four and a half weeks was just me talking to the audience. And that's all the stuff. That came across as material. That's yeah. how it came up. But you have even like a, a seed of like that topic to. No, to, I go up literally with zero. Wow, and you try to that pull some all, information, like, or you see something. Yeah, in the I crowd just talk. Like, oh, that's know? a giant phone. Hey, yeah. phones are crazy. That's, that's I mean, it's better I, than that. Yeah, but that's yes. how it just happens. Exactly like that. Uh, and and just like that takes so much courage to do because at at your level, people are coming out. This is their. Like people save up, and th- this is their event. They're, they're coming to see you as an event, and you're just like, ah, wing it. Yeah, relationships are making or breaking during your show. Yeah, you know, I, that's how it is. I thought you said he was good and polished. Uh, well, you caught me in midweek before I went to the nail salon. How did you spend time? Obviously, you do uh, several different uh, accents and, and cultures in your act. Do you, do you ever spend time working on them or no? No, it either, it either happens or it doesn't happen. It was something I never ever focused on. It just kind of. Just it just kind of as a part up. of like telling a story or yeah doing, it just yeah. kind of happened and then people are like oh my god that was so accurate or that was exactly how it and I go really all right cool like I'll keep that and then mm-hmm. oh they, we don't sound like that okay I'll lose that you know what I mean <laughs> so there's not so if somebody were to say like what's your best like what's your best accent people always ask me oh, that do they, <laughs> what's your favorite accent to do and I go well, the one I think that, what you're really asking is, works <laughs> are you hoping I say what's your favorite accent that you like to hear yeah right yeah. and yes. will you do it for me yeah yeah but. Uh, I mean, but you do you do so many, and there's and 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 they're accurate because uh, I mean a lot of comics if they do a Chinese accent, they they do something that doesn't sound anything like an actual Chinese accent. Yeah, it's their uh, it's their cartoonish version right. of what they think Chinese people should sound like. Right, but <laughs> that's actually their racist undertone. Me talk holy, like it's yeah. just like stuff wow. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there. But but then, but then you can do not only a Chinese accent, but you do like. You do the Mandarin accent, and then you do another area Cantonese, of China, yeah, and, and Filipinos and the Koreans, and you know they all mm-hmm. have their own voice. Any Jewish Filipinos in there? Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of Julipinos. <laughs> right. um, well, maybe the next special. You know, Jew, uh, I, think, I think we got the Jews covered in this uh, in, this, in this business already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche. Is that? Do you do you think that's one of the reasons why your popularity is just so insane? Is that you do cover these groups and do it so well that a lot of comics either sort of brush over or don't talk about it at all. Yeah, well, there's. I think there's a few schools of thought there. That there's uh, one thought that the you know in America it's it's black and white. Mm-hmm. You're either black or you're either white. There's nobody in between. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of service everybody that's in between. And there's at the end of the day, there's a lot more people in between. If you added up all the white people and all yeah. the black people in the world. You just go to Asia and we outnumber you right away. Yeah. And that's just India. You go to India and alone. China. Right. And that's not even including the rest of Asia. You know what I mean? <laughs> did you make a conscious effort to have a broader appeal like that? Or did you no, start No, I off? just always, I, you, know, you know, growing up, uh, when, I Toronto, right? when I started doing stand up, when I started doing stand up in 1989, there was, it was just black or white. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, yeah, and my dad told yeah, me that Yeah, that was like everything... where Def Jam was coming yeah, out too, yeah. right? And that was when just Def Jam like, was coming up and then... Black people do this, white people do this. No, yeah. but Def Jam was so good back then. Well, Brett two for two with the racist accents. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm firing away yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> doing great, Brett. Are you <laughs> even standing up right now? I can't. <laughs> I am on my knees. You are on your knees, aren't you? Yeah, I am on my knees. This is the most bizarre thing. Why do we have a little person on their knees? You know, because my iPad's right here. Can you stand up and show them how much actually you'll... Like half a foot. <laughs> oh, way, to, way to take height off of that thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is a great visual joke for the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, podcast, the podcast listeners. Listen. So your dad would, well, you were saying your dad. Didn't. My dad used to tell me that every, you know, he used to tell me that there's nobody in this business that's like us. We don't, you know, this is not for, like every reason he gave me as to why I wouldn't make it was every reason I said we would, I would make it because there is nobody like me. Yeah. We mm-hmm. need a voice. Right. We, like if, you know, we, you're not going to strive for anything if, you don't have something to strive for. Right. And it wasn't like I was trying to create this whole statement. It was just kind of like, I just wanted to be a comic. I didn't know that it would be. So he didn't say, would, you need to sell out like fucking, you know, no, Australia and Bombay. Indi- no. No, he never said that. Because that's not like, even in your realm, is it? No, as far as he, my dad dealt with a lot of racism when he moved to Canada in the 60s. And then I dealt with a lot of racism in the 70s and 80s. And then he just didn't want me to get hurt. You know what I mean? What kind of racism in the 70s and 80s? Uh, yeah. A lot of, like, in America, I guess... Black people were the brunt of the racism or sure. whatever. And in Canada, the Indian people were. So. Oh, shit. And is we're there... a much softer, easier target. You know what I mean? What type, this well, might be a stupid of, question, but what, yeah. kind of, what kind of racism? Like, like um, they would um, first verbally and physically abuse you. Like, I would really? like get called names, get spit on, get kicked. Oh, um, shit. That's why I started boxing when I was 15, and it never happened again. <sighs> wow. And I learned how to that's fight. Nobody was was there one? Who was, do you still remember the guy that was the, who, there was the, a who caught guys. the first taste of he didn't know your training prior? One guy kept seeing me in the hallway and kept calling me fag every time he would see me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this guy's problem? And then I was going to the bathroom during class and I was in the hallway and it was just him and me. And I saw Oh, him. shit, showdown. And I, and I slammed him up against the uh, locker and went bam right in his ribs <laughs> with the left hook. Oh, and I cracked his ribs and I went to the bathroom and I went back to class and never said a word. And then his mom came to the school the next day. This guy cracked my son's ribs. And I'm like, he shouldn't call everybody fag. Boom. And what did they say to that? Yeah, just nothing. They didn't yeah, you're do right. anything about it. That's awesome. And then there was one kid who. Have you, you seen know, that guy on Facebook recently? <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I think they're going accept his friend request and send <laughs> us a picture guy, of you doing the, guy, the fucking. I actually committed suicide like last two years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. The I fuck just got out of here. It was so weird. I saw like his sister in the mall and I was like, hey, how's your brother? Oh, you didn't hear? And I'm like, oh, oh that's shit. never a good I, sign. And I felt really bad about breaking his ribs. And I'm like, <laughs> Come on, if you come back, I won't Did he leave a note in the locker that you slammed him up against? Yeah, right. He hung up something in the locker. It was sad. (laughs) It was sad because he was six foot one and he was taller than the locker. (laughs) I'll take uh, problems I'll never have for a thousand, Alex. (laughs) Wait, so, but um, like in uh, India, like Raj Sharma, a good buddy of mine, just. I know Raj. Yeah, he just went with you and he was telling me to, he's like, he's like, they treated him, he said, like a fucking, like a prince. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I only know how they treat He's, me, yeah. and how, that's like a king. But so, at, what point, hey, at what point in doing this do you is that like a um, feasible option to even go there and do comedy, or is that like? Well, I mean, level? for like you know, like you know, because I I've been doing this twenty five years now. It's possible for guys like Raj and Rajiv and yeah. everybody else named with the <laughs> yeah. Raj and their we name. Have, yeah, yeah, with the J in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's possible for them to go to India now. And Indians are now aware of what stand-up is. And you can mm-hmm. take you responsibility know, for that. I, I don't want to take responsibility for it, but I will say I had a hand in it Definitely, somehow. Sure. In Malaysia, um, they didn't know what stand-up comedy was at all. Then they saw my clips. That's so crazy to me to not even have. But I guess even in the day of yeah. internet, there's just not. 
Yeah, now now they, no they know they know what it is now, mm-hmm. but they didn't know it was called stand up comedy, and they called it that thing that Russell Peters does. Oh, that wow. by the way is a crazy level of fame. Tom Rhodes yeah. told me that. No that shit. That thing that you do is what holy. So they like, go, I want to do what he does. So like, he's being a Russell Peters is like yeah. he's being a stand up comic. Yeah. That's like not knowing what basketball is and be like, you know, that thing that, that uh, Kobe guy. does. Yeah, yeah, that dribbler, yeah. that Kobe, he does it on a court for money. Yeah. You're you're a verb now, Russell. I am a verb. That's pretty cool. I went from a herb to a verb. <laughs> I'm a I, herb I feel like we should end the podcast on that. <laughs> uh, is there a favorite place that you have that you uh, continent or country that you? Um, I would say South Africa was my first favorite place. That was the first place I ever felt like I could be a star or I could make a like I could be something. Where the animals took notice. It's where the animals. <laughs> there's not that. See, that's the thing. You're, you're picturing just Africa, the Serengeti, right? I know. Yeah, South Africa is just a metropolis. More, yeah. It's gorgeous. It, it like, is. It's awesome. What U.S. City? I want to go so badly. It's awesome. You're a Jew. You'll fit in. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm assuming based on me bringing up Judaism is what you knew, or is, it, is there something well, about me? Adam. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny because uh, we actually all the day I met Adam was the day I met you. Uh, at uh, you, you judged a comedy harmony uh, convention. Oh, I remember that for, at yeah. USC. Yeah. You know I was in that. Were you in that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Why wow. would you remember? Yeah, it was, just, you know, you <laughs> it was me, of people. Jeff Ross. And mm-hmm. We were yeah. trying to figure out the third judge. I can't remember either. I, I, I think someone backed out, but you guys came and you uh, judged uh, students who that had been doing Adam, comedy uh, for like six months. Adam Sussman. Adam Sussman. Dude, Love yeah. that guy. Wow. Still keep in touch with him? Uh, I haven't heard from him in a he while. He now is like, you know, working another Jew. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a really sweet kid. Though. He's the best. And he he's, loves comedy, like, probably more than we love it. He's a really yeah. awesome person. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, so that was a revolutionary day and had you done any like judging because that was a huge deal to us like you guys being there was i mean i would been doing stand-up maybe a year had no business being in that competition honestly i kind of do remember you for sure i think i had had to go first you know what i remember about you is that you had this this great um, hair well you do have great hair (laughs) killer voice let's not let's not ignore the facts i remember you had this (laughs) this undeserving uh, um Uh, um, we can stop confidence. there. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, that comes from my theater background. I was comfortable on that stage, and it was my alma mater. Yeah, so I, I, I sensed that right. You didn't like, I was like me. Yeah, I remember. I can't remember what exactly you said, but you said something that was to the to the extent of "fuck you, Jew." It wasn't exactly that, but it was like it was something along the lines of like you didn't give me a compliment because you were the first guy to give feedback. Because remember, yeah. we would do a set five yeah. minutes, and then you would have to give feedback. Oh, I think I said, "How do you think you did?" That's, I think that's probably exactly what you said. Wow. And I think I said, like, okay. Or, but again, I want to give a mildly confident answer. So, for well, considering the circumstances, I think I did quite well, yeah. Mr. Peters. That's what I always like to ask comics. You can keep it open, Dylan, because it's hot as balls in here. Yeah, there you go. Brad's head is like fucking Jupiter. It's consuming <laughs> all the... It, it does have its own gravitational pull. pull. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that fly is in orbit right no, now. But what you do, but in the, in, the, in the terms of doing, like, judging a competition, like, how many... And now you're going to do for last comic, but, like, will you go speak for... Uh, uh, I don't know, speak to young comics or is any well, any no, other. I mean, you know, I, I really don't know the details on it yet. They're they're not being very forthcoming too soon, right? Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll figure it out as it happens. They're gonna give me. It's like a trickle, you know. It's kind of like snippets. They give you a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy like at the point you're at, like uh, even embarking any sort of knowledge? Or, like, I, Brad I, was I, telling I, me you said earlier that you were telling him how like lucky you felt. So I'm I'm curious if like, uh, but you also know like obviously looking at your track record that you do know what the fuck you're doing so to be able to like look at a young comic and go yeah there's actually some things that i have to say that yeah i mean probably- I, I think i'm pretty good at finding my my whole mission is to find out what really uh what what uh what their motivation is when they get on stage 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people uh, see like the the money and the glamour and glitz, and I'm like, well, that's your motivation. It's not going to go. Yeah, it's yeah. My well, motivation was always just I want to make these people laugh. Yeah, I, I, mine was just a desperate need to be liked. <laughs> that's all it is, and, and it still is. I just don't want anybody to hate me when they leave here. Oh shit! I want them to be like he made fun of me, and I loved it. Every person. We're, yeah, we're doing a yeah. great job. I mean, you talked about a guy's head for a good 10 minutes and, <laughs> and, and, and how big it was. And, yeah, he, he's, he's going to go back and, t- and tell his friends, oh, my God, Russell Peters made fun of me. Yeah. This is great. He made fun of my head. <laughs> <laughs> he had the most – he had the, the kind of accent that when you imitate it, you think you're joking. He had yeah. that like hard like stare. Yeah, like, that's why I even had to say I was like, I'm not making this accent up. This is really how he answered me. I don't even want to do like I mean obviously you have a lot of lockdown accent, but the first time I came into uh, awareness of you as a comic was an Indian uh, buddy of mine who was like, I just saw this video of Russell Peters he on had YouTube. An accent? Yeah. Why did you know him? <laughs> why did I know him? Because I went to high school with him. Indian I played basketball with him. His name was Sunni. Parents. His name was Sony Singh. He played basketball. Sony Singh. So, so, I think Sony it was Sony. But uh, that YouTube, that's, I mean, there's a, uh, right, that's a, a piece of, is that like, what star the, the Russell Peters train? That is, that is. I shot that special in August of 2003. It first aired on February, 4, February 15th, 2004. Nice. And then that was the year that everything changed. Because you, YouTube... Also, I think at just June of two thousand and four. Oh shit! Wow. And like, what was your first? What was your first indication that holy shit, something something's happening here? Well, I did a gig at uh, at uh, DePaul University in Chicago mm-hmm. on February thirteenth. I remember this clearly. Uh, they paid me seven hundred bucks, and thirteen people came to the show. <sighs> You'll never and forget. I still that. went up, and I did yeah. like an hour and fifteen. Crushed. Well, I, I was like, they, they came. How do you feel you did? I, I, I actually really had a good time up there. Yeah, yeah. Because I kind of, I was like, it's 13 people, but you know what? I hadn't played the stage much. Yeah. And I was like, here's, a, here's an, op- I looked at it as, this is an opportunity. You know, if you can, just, just do it. Do your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, so that was February 13, 2004 in Chicago. 13 people, $700. Then I went back in November of 2004 and sold out some theater for like three nights. What? For like a, like, you know, something the- like that. For like thirty, forty thousand dollars. That like, does wow. And I was like, something happened. <laughs> you wait. You still didn't have any idea at that. Point? I, I, I kind of. I, I knew the people. I, I couldn't. Some of these it out. videos. I think I, people... I was not. I'm still. Like I said, I'm not computer savvy, so I didn't know about YouTube. I didn't know about file sharing. I didn't know about any of that stuff. You that, didn't know that. Like, send me the link. Was I like not I didn't like even a know dirty about term? It. Yeah. And then like, if people were splicing at Bear up. Bearshare and LimeWire. Yeah, oh wow. Right. Maybe a little Napster in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no Napster. Jesus. Bear Sharon Limewire. So when you go back to that theater, dude, are you seeing some of the some people that like the same who came to that show when Yeah, when I for, go back to Chicago now, yeah, I was here when you were you know. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's insane to have those fans that now but but you're that guy now. You're the you're the you're the kind of comic where people will come to see you not only every time you're in town, but they'll travel miles to see you and, yeah, I've and had some sometimes crazy time zones. Yeah. Some crazy like when work. I was in London, I got people from Greece and Italy and Russia showing up. Because they're like, well, you're never coming to Greece, Italy, or Russia. <laughs> so we'll come to you. So this is the closest. And when when do you say, yeah, let's try to do the o, the O2 Arena in London? Um, I like to build, so I'll do like a theater. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many nights I do the theater, how many nights it sells out. Do the math, and I'm like, 
yeah, let's let's but, try one shot in this big yeah, one. Five, let's yeah. go bigger. Yeah. Are you concerned that the uh, YouTube is like what helped uh, blow you up? But are you I'm concerned? not concerned about it. No, but this day, no, <laughs> but this day and age, like the amount, like now that uh, YouTube is much you different know, my, than what it was. My fear now is, you know, well, not so much a fear. We we police it pretty uh, right. diligently. People trying to record at the shows mm-hmm. because you know I am in the middle of working things out, and you know if if a half-assed piece of work goes on the internet. Yeah, and you go to do it. And they're like, we saw the internet sucked then, it sucked now. You know, you don't get right. a chance to really work on it. At yeah. your level, there's a lot more uh, of uh, eyes well, on way more like scrutiny. That. Yeah, sure. And 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 your and your fans are constantly wanting new content from you, so there there is the need of that. And so all, there are people that are on YouTube almost every day, like typing in, you know, Russell Peter stand up, then seeing then seeing what pops up. So do you have like security walk around clubs or just clubs, arenas, mm-hmm. theaters, anywhere? It's weird that like as, like as comics, we're not like we have to work out. Like we're not in we're not in the studio playing notes, and then when it's ready, we can go out on stage. Yeah. Like in order to work it out, we have to do it in in front of people. There has to be that audition process. Yeah, comedians work backwards to when than the way musicians work. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just take we a musician right out there. Yeah, people. a musician will go in the studio, record an album, and then tour. <laughs> we, and just do what they yeah. do the minute the album comes out they tour the minute our special comes out we stop right because <laughs> we have to quit we have all right now we got to go back to the drawing board so when did you mm-hmm. stop so what you what you did tonight like how much my tour ended in on november 2nd in sri lanka of course the as you do tour. yeah my ended mine ended in fucking burbank last same, same. last january just like sri lanka yeah <laughs> Only with less what are the difference? No, in all seriousness, what's like one giant difference between Sri Lanka and Burbank? What's one giant difference? Sure. Um, Sri Lanka's hotter. <laughs> there you go. And, oh, yeah, and tigers probably. Uh, yeah, that's a deep. I wonder know. if they have tigers on that island. I They've know. got animatronic tigers at Universal Studios. Yeah, sure they do. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. I mean, when, when, I mean, one phrase that is, is constantly thrown around is comics. We'll take a break. There, what's Hi. happening? We stop for a minute, yeah? Hang out. <laughs> you want to stop? Huh? No, no, no we're recording. Okay, cool. okay. Uh, yeah. I had something. Oh yeah, uh, one phrase that one phrase that comics say a lot is uh, fu- is funny is funny. What what works here will work will work anywhere. But you like who says that? Uh, comics yeah. in general. Comics say funny is funny. Like what works in front of a black audience will work in front of the white audience. Right. Works in Des Moines will will work in Florida. But you take that. To a completely other level, like you're going. Yeah, I mean, people, you're going well, different countries. Pe- people just assume when they say stuff like Des Moines and Florida and I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, all they're doing is naming off different places in America. Right. I don't look at it regionally like that. I look at it on a global scale. So I'm like, this works in America. It might not even work in Canada. Wow. And Canada's attached to you, and we understand everything you do. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that happen here that we go, yeah, that's a very American thing. So, so when you do a show in Singapore, so when I write a joke, yeah. like some people would be like, "You're not writing it for like I hope this joke hits on all these places that I have a mass following in." No, yeah, like, like there's jokes in my act that are in right now that I will never be able to do outside of America, right? Like wow. the diabetes joke that'll never, <laughs> yeah, c- yeah, because someone, well, in, so, someone in Sri Lanka may it's not, not going to work in Wilford no, Brimley. Someone is. in Canada, we really? know it's not going to work in Singapore yeah. with that attitude. Yeah. But maybe if you have a little, men, men, yeah, you know. if I sell it a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. But no, there is, but on a smaller scale, obviously, like we were just talking about, like you know, if we go to like Minnesota or Alabama, like yeah, there's some stuff that's like geographically uh, specific that like we would do there that we wouldn't do. Um, elsewhere, but like when you go to Singapore for the first time, are you like doing some research and going, "Oh, I'm going to write some stuff specific to this area," or 
or do you like do you like gay direct to uh yeah to, i mean you, 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 know, you, 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 you gotta change certain things you can make you make minor adjustments here and there you know but i write broad enough i think that you know like the technology stuff that i'm working on will work right that's uh, there's like such little things that i'll have to change and and you got to honestly look at it i'm only four and a half weeks in to writing this act and what you saw is four and a half weeks worth of work so yeah and do it i mean how much of it do you love I love all of it right yeah. now. There's, you know, you get bored of your act a lot of times. So when you're but. starting fresh in that first night and you're starting fresh, what is like the first, like, how do you, I mean. I don't even know. I was yeah. just like, I was, I told him, I was like, literally, the only honest, I got nothing. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, do you have any, obviously, 25 years, to, I mean, is there any like crazy horror story? I mean, whether it's a uh, heckler rushing the well, stage. Well, no, you know, I'll be honest with you, last, Sri Lanka. Uh, last Monday, <laughs> literally last Monday, I was Comedy in London, store? England. Okay. And, uh, and I, I was on this show. I was, I was, I'm in the UK edition of GQ magazine. It's a big comedy, deal. The comedy mm-hmm. issue. Okay. And uh, so they, GQ did this comedy night at the Hammersmith Apollo in London. A venue I've played, I, I sold it out for maybe four or five nights. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> do you get fresh and easy canned foods when you're in London? I do. Me too. Oh, yeah. I lived there for five months. And Fresh yeah. and Easy, if you don't know, listeners, is like the Chef Boyardee mm-hmm. of London's canned foods. Yeah. I, I learned something today. So all the comics in the – not all of them, but most of the comics in that issue, yeah. nine of them at least, were on this show. Wow. And they were like, we want you to close. And I'm like, ugh. I've played England so many times. I know England very well. Mm-hmm. What do you mean and by I, that? Like I know the people. I, and there's an undertone of racism that will never leave England. England might be the only place in the world where racism kind of makes sense. It's kind of like, well – we actually are visitors in their country. <laughs> yeah. However, right. Right. we're kind of paying you back for fucking going everywhere else <laughs> yeah. and ruining everything. Yeah, a- you know what I mean? But I wanted to go in the middle of the show, and they're like, "We mm-hmm. really love it if you close the show, you close with a bang." And I'm like, "Can't say no to that accent." <laughs> I know how this is going to end. Closing with right? a bang is appealing. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah. No. That I walked. And out did it end through. how you thought? They hated me from the second I walked Shut out. Shut up. Because it's yeah. not my crowd. First of all, right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they're there. They're there more for the event. Yeah, they're there not for the event. For you and specifically. I'm, okay, so it's all British comics, first of all. Right. And all white ones. Jesus. And then and Indian yeah. in England still equals lesser than. Right. Because so, yeah, because because they they still associate it with India and the well, they're, they're still and there's like you know, it's kind of like who the fuck does he think he is? Oh Jesus! You Even in a, in a modern day comedy crowd, they can't dude. check that at the door. Huh? They did not like me from the and I you know I was dressed nice. I figured it was GQ. I would dress nice. That and, seems like a great call on your part. Yeah, and all the comics dressed you know like scrubs. You know what I mean? They dressed oh, however oh, the fuck so they, they wanted to dress, which just didn't help your cause because now yeah. they're thinking you're I coming was, in trying to like. Yeah, I was wearing a red velvet jacket. <laughs> oh shit! With black pants and like <laughs> they're nice wearing shoes like Alonzo Morning Charlotte Hornets jerseys. I looked fly at a pocket square. Yeah, there you go. Like, if I was on a red carpet, I'd be like, that'd be yes. like, what's he wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I walked on there and like, the fuck are you wearing? Could you wow. feel that, like, immediately, energy? Immediately. Because wow. is there, like, and I was a- like, ooh, boy. And then what do you do? Do you change your opening joke at that nah, point? dude, it was, you know, I, I, I like to go into the audience. I like to start yes. by, you know, and they just went silent when I started talking to them. I was like, and uh, there was an Indian, there was some, some Indian people in the crowd. They were with me. Yeah. Sure. Seven of them. So you focus on them. <laughs> yeah, I focused on them, and then people you know, don't. I f- talk to people. I make fun of people. That's what I do. Yeah. And uh, you know, people were saying things like, "Oh, we don't want to hear this." Um, what did the one guy call me? Uh, 
obnoxious racist. A white guy called me that. I'm like, I'm wow. sorry, what? That's pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, you get right. fixate on stuff like that? I have a problem. I do. I can't. That's why I can't. I hate Twitter and all that shit. I'm at a point with crowd work where if I even hear like a little like, uh, like I'll stop and go mid-bit and go, wait, what was that? Like and address it because yeah. then I want to like. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm fragile. So I don't like to, you know, and then, you know, there's this comedy website in England that. Fuck RussellPeters.com. I don't want to give them any credit for like saying their name, but sure. yeah. they've never liked me. They've never have. Like, they've always shit on me for always. They've always mm-hmm. shit on me. And um, they, man, they just posted this thing about how Russell Peters tanked at the GQ event. Oh, Nobody boy. else did. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Every other comic was fucking lame. They yeah. really were. Like, they were, there was a couple of people that were decent, but like one girl fucking played. Um, Living on a prayer on her guitar, mm-hmm. without changing the words, without making it funny. She was she just, one of my favorite songs. She just did, she, she just she just, she just did karaoke. Like, yeah, and I was like, "Are you shitting me?" She didn't even do a joke about it. it. Wasn't like, oh, you know, if I had to, blah blah blah. Yeah, right. You should have followed up with Hanson's own bop just to fucking one upper. <laughs> That's the only way you can. Yeah, and then you know, uh, you know, it just turned Jesus. into a shit show. After I was like, and when I got off stage, all the mm-hmm. comics that were talking to me before I went on stage, yeah. Not one of them would even look at me when I walked off stage. Oh, that's not a good feeling. Like it was like they all got a text message at the same time. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it's it's, it's crazy people don't think at that at this stage in your career that those shows and, are and even no, plausible. Like, and then you know some of them were twittering like about ooh he did of course he, and then like and then they were like appalled that I made a Malaysia Airlines joke and I didn't even say I just said fuck we can't find Malaysian Airlines where the fuck is Liam Neeson that's what I said. <laughs> Which is a great joke. It's hilarious. It was timely because the yeah. movie was just out. Sure. Right. It's all, it, it, he's, in a, he's in a movie about a plane and a crime. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's a perfect joke, but then just the fact that you bring they it up like, and they how are. How dare and, he? Yeah. He's got no class. And they, are, they already he have those to thoughts be going on. reprimanded and, uh, and shamed. I'm like, are you fuck yourself? Now, yeah. in, in some of these. Fuck. Con- well, you, <laughs> some of these countries, Brad told me that you were, uh, uh, I don't know if it was pranked by the Prince of Jordan or part. Uh, yeah, the King of Jordan. Yeah, little, yeah. Trick, little trick on me. But that's an old story. Is yeah. it? You yeah. can catch that anywhere on the internet. Can yeah, we? Yeah. It's, no, it, right. it's it, yeah. It, then, like, but you, you've been pranked by the King of Jordan. You, you've, I know you've told me stories about your parting at like Prince's house. Are like, Is this just a constant state of, holy crap, this is it, my life? That every time something happens, I go, like okay, I'll give an example. New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm good friends with Nile Rodgers. Do you know who Nile Rodgers is? Sounds familiar. Well, he's written every fucking hit song you've ever heard in your life. It produced oh, okay. every hit song you've ever heard. Okay, so Good Times, La Freak, Wow, Our Family, Greatest Dancer, Kiss from a Rose, No, Susu Studio, Come on, no? son. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, Like a Virgin, Let's Dance. Those are huge. Yeah, yeah, Notorious. He's yes. that guy. He. It, it, Daft Punk, he just won a Grammy, three oh, Grammys no for Get Lucky. Oh, so his career just hasn't stopped. He just keeps yeah, going. Yeah, the guy's 60-something years old. Like, from Like a Virgin to Get... That's fucking ridiculous. Well, from, it's range. from Good Times to yeah. Let's Dance to, you know... That's killing guy, it. The guy's mm-hmm. killing it. Yeah. He did Love Shack for B-52s. Did he really? I mean, wow. come on, this guy's... A, he's the, he, I lost my virginity him, to that song. They call him the hit maker. <laughs> well, so I jerked off to that song. So was part of a band called Chic. Yeah, who mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of in the seventies. Yep. They did good times and let freak out and all that stuff. And I'm officially their DJ. I'm officially Sheik's DJ. So we do shows together where I'll scratch the beginning of "Aw Freak Out" mm-hmm. and now we'll play the guitar riff and we battle each other while he plays the guitar riff and I scratch it <laughs> in front shit. of the audience. So New Year's Eve, 
I was like, what are you doing now? He goes, well, we got a show in Turks and Caicos if you want to come. So I went to Turks and Caicos with Sheik. As you if do. you want to come. Yeah, yeah, those sentences don't happen to everybody. Yeah, yeah. so I went. And then uh, so not, Sheik performs. And while they're performing, uh, they didn't have turntables, so I just went and hung out. And, uh, and I'm standing off side stage, and John Bon Jovi's standing there. And he goes, Russell, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> what? And I'm like, John. Yeah. And had you met Bon Jovi before then? I did a mo- I did was in New Year's Eve with John Bon Jovi. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, it's funny because the first day on set with Bon Jovi, we're standing in this kitchen about to shoot the scene. And we're waiting for Gary Marshall to yell action. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally just me and John Bon Jovi standing there. And it's really awkward because I just met him. And in my head, I'm going, holy shit, that's John Bon Jovi. Sure. It's so awesome. And you know, you start thinking of all the songs. And yeah, yeah. So we're standing And you there can't waiting. just say that stuff. You yeah. have to have some so tact. Waiting and waiting. And we're just standing there. So just to break the tension, I just look at him and I go like this. I go, hey, man, <laughs> do you know that Johnny used to work on the docks? <laughs> and without missing a beat, he goes, it was Tommy. <laughs> and then you hear, awesome. action. And then we had to start the scene. Ah, Dude, that is amazing. awesome. But he was the coolest guy. I gave him some DVDs and shit on set. And then he was watching him in his trail and he called me mm-hmm. to his trail and we were hanging out. Do you tell a guy like that that you're, does he know you're a comic at that point? I mean, yeah, he, he knows. Well, now okay, he, yeah. he knows because he's watched my DVDs by then. But I mean, before that, or do you no, even I mean, bring that just, up organically? He's just a cool guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just a cool guy. Like, you know, people go, that's a cool guy. That's, he's a fucking For cool sure. guy. That makes sense. And then he introduced me to his wife and his kids and I was like, wow, this is so cool. That, and then Prince shows up at the event. And then same old, so same the show old. ends, and I'm in a room about this big, maybe a little bigger than this. Right. Nile, Prince, and Prince's girlfriend are sitting on this couch, and I'm sitting right here across from them in a chair. And, uh, and we're just, they're talking, and I'm just interjecting here and there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Prince was being cool as shit. And I was like, oh my God. How so? Give me, like, what are his like, cool demeanor? Well, here's the thing he's Prince with everybody else, but with Nile, He's a fan of Niles because wow. Niles existed. That's a great dynamic to right. experience. Yeah. So, you know, Niles telling me, yeah, you know, uh, they're talking. And then I'm like, you know, I'm kind of drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like interjecting. And I, mm-hmm. and I told Prince, I go, you know, I was at your house one time uh, and you, uh, you invited me over and, I, uh, and you did like a 14 minute version of Controversy. And it goes so awesome. He goes, 14, that's it? I, must have, I was having a short night. And I go, Oh man, it was the best night ever. Yeah. I go, you you went up and you went up in your elevator, did a costume change, and came back down while the song what? was playing. He did this in his holy house. shit in in his house in his house, and I'm like, it was so awesome. So anyway, he gets up to leave, and uh, and I'm like, I can't believe this. I just it's January first now, and I'm sitting in a room with Nile Prince and me, and so he gets up to leave, and he comes over, and I shake his hand. I go, Hey, Happy New Year, brother, and. <laughs> And he turns to shake somebody else's hand, and I pull out my phone because mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to get a picture of me and Prince. Fuck right. yeah, Drunk you have Rus- to. Drunk yeah. Russell is saying I'm going to get a picture of me and Prince. <laughs> so I pull out my phone, right, and and I and then as reality's kicking in, as I have this m- fucking fast conversation in my head because he's standing right there. I'm, I'm going to get a picture of me and Prince, and then as I'm, I pull out the phone. My head goes, he never takes pictures. Have you ever seen a picture of anybody with prints? He doesn't no. take pictures. Oh, right? no. And I go like You're this. block in your mind. Yeah. And I go, and I go like this. I go, uh, hey, do you think we could have a picture? I, I literally <laughs> walked away and mum- ate the words and oh, put the yeah. phone back in my pocket. Yeah. I, never, I never asked him because I know he doesn't By the take way, pictures. he's telling this story to somebody else right now of you mumbling and walking yeah. away from him. He's like, dearly beloved. <laughs> <laughs> I was gathered there one night with Russell Peters. <laughs> And, and he didn't want to take a picture, 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 picture. picture. Yeah, and you haven't seen him since, huh? Oh, no, I haven't seen him. 
I mean, I've seen him this year, obviously, January 1st. Am I right, uh, guys? There you go. Shit. But, uh, but <laughs> That's an amazing story. One more thing I like about you is that, the, the, I mean, despite the fact that you're having these incredible experiences, that you still surround yourself, that you still surround yourself with family. I mean, your, your brother's your manager. Yep. Your security guys that you've known your, 30 ti- years. your entire life. Yeah. And, uh, in, like, did, did you do that on purpose just to, like, kind of keep people around you that you know no, I, and I, keep I, comfortable? I think if you have to consciously do that, then you're faking it. But it's just, I mm-hmm. think you are who you are. And if you're going to be a dick, you're going to be a dick. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, no, no matter who's I think who's if you're a dick you. deep down inside, it'll just come out. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? There's a, there's a great series uh, on Netflix right now that you did called Russell Peters versus the World. Correct. And there's one moment in... Uh, in in particular that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it was in the first episode, and you said that b- before you go on stage, you look up and you talk to your dad. I do. Who passed. Yes. And uh, if you get a cold breeze of air... No, I get like a like, chill. If I get a yeah. chill, mm-hmm. then, it, I, then I'm like, all right, there he is. And then you feel good enough to go, like, like yeah, feel like, I'm all like, right, all right cool. And if I don't get the chill, I'm like, where are you? Uh, hello, I'm about to go on stage. You know. Oh How long are you looking through the show for that breeze after that or no? That, uh, yeah, no, and then I get off moment. and I'm like, good job, thanks. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not a religious guy, but I'm a spiritual guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that the people who loved you when they were here, when they die, they go on the other side and they, they look out for you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in anything. Well, else. your anything dad was written down by any human. I'm like, eh, too many <laughs> holes in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, too, too broad. Were you ever a I mean, religious at all? I was or? raised Catholic, but okay. I believe nothing now. But you're aware of all of the. I mean, how, how, what's your uh, vast of knowledge for each uh, religion? Yeah. Well, they're all man-made, so to me, I don't care about them. Yeah. <laughs> and when people hang on to them, Jew. Ooh, ooh. Hey, I was bar mitzvah. That's about it. I don't keep kosher. <laughs> no, but when they uh, when people hang on to too much religion, I kind of I, I kind of look at it as a way of not ex, you know taking ownership of what you're actually doing. Of course. Because people will do something. Like, well. You know, I'll just pray God, for forgiveness. Yeah. No, God, maybe do it. no, you did that. Yeah, you right. did that. Yeah. No, you have to. Isn't that crazy? You have to live with that. Yep. Yeah. You have to have a conscience. It's well, a, you know, it takes away accountability. I'm all about accountability. If I fuck up, I fuck up. I'll admit it. Also, when it gets in the way of people actually like connecting <laughs> on other levels because of like one yeah, thing you know, like people are like oh well, he's this and I'm that. I'm like, yeah, you're you know, you're just basically arguing about the Easter Bunny. <laughs> And Frosty the Snowman, really, as far as I'm concerned. Which follow them both on Twitter, at Easter Bunny and at Frosty the Snowman. At Frosty, like the real Frosty the Snowman. The real Frosty. <laughs> He's verified. That's yeah. hilarious. He is. He's got a frozen check mark. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for making time for us. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, we, I could, we could talk to you for a long time, but I um, you know, appreciate you doing I appreciate it. it. And uh, your most recent special... Uh, is available on Netflix. The Notorious, Notorious, the the which was shot in Australia. It's Sydney, Australia, around fifteen, sixteen thousand people. And you do an amazing joke that I could not stop laughing at about someone giving you a forearm happy. Oh, ending. a wrist job. A wrist job in Thailand. Is that a real story? Can <laughs> it you was just a genuine, quick, genuinely real story. Can you close on that. <laughs> yeah, I went for a massage, and then they give you this bath, and while they're giving you the bath, whoa, they're, what? They're washing you. <laughs> By the way, if you, you just, can't see the forearm gesture, then, you know, then, they, doing then right they start, now. you know, with the hand, and then then the wrists. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, what, what's going on there? What was this all about? Where did this move come from? Do they tell you about that or no? No, they just do it. They just like, do it. And you're like, what? You don't have wrist jobs where you're from? And you're yeah. in a bath, so you're super vulnerable. Yeah, well, they're naked too, you know? <laughs> there that's you incredible. go. Uh, I think that's actually how Airbud 17 started. It, it is. Like it is. Cold arm. open. <laughs> it's true. Operation Dumbo Drop 15. <laughs> Russell, thank you. Do you have a Twitter, though? Doing this, yeah. I do. At yeah. the real Russell P. My tweets are lame, boring, and not funny. <laughs> that was my next question. I always ask insightful. people. 
Really? They're horrible. I'm a horrible tweeter. What do you tweet about? I just tell con- dates here. I'll be here tonight. I'll be there tomorrow. That's fuck. That's really funny. And boring. now and then I make uh, comment, do, do some sort of commentary on boxing or MMA fights. What's that's one of your it. boxing tweets? Um, like, I don't know. But like, actually, like, you're not trying to be funny. You're actually like, oh, that was a. You see that guy? I, yeah, you know, it'll be stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, like, you, you, if you're not into boxing, you're like, fuck, is he talking about? <laughs> like, like me, be, I just said, what your tweets would be? Did you see that guy? Yeah, like that. It'll, it'll be just like that, <laughs> only more detailed. Did you see that guy with the gloves on? <laughs> You see him box? How great he was that? Totally, guy totally hit that other guy. Face. Oh, yeah. It was fucking awesome. Uh, uh, all right, so your tour dates are on your website. Tour dates on the website? They are there. RussellPeters.com. Perfect. There you go. Yep. Russell, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Thank you, Bradley. And thanks for the tequila. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Hey. It's good tequila. Have some. Help yeah, yourself. Thanks, buddy. You're well. Thanks, guys. Stay black. <laughs> if you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.